You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Hey guys, welcome back to the Working Gals Guide podcast. And you know the deal. I'm here to interview people in all different careers, all different industries, and chat about their journey and how they got there. I'm really here to help you get inspired and really help you find your dream job as well. So welcome to our podcast and thanks for tuning in. Hey gals, welcome back to another episode of Working Gals Guide. Thank you so much for tuning in on this lovely Monday. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a great week ahead, I think. Here's to a week of productivity and reaching our goals. Um, So today's guest is Carolyn Tversky. She is an assistant editor at Seventeen Magazine. I don't know if all of you follow us on our Instagram account, but if you do, you would have remembered me posting a story about Carolyn and saying, hey, I have this girl coming on. She's an assistant editor at 17. Does anyone have any questions? I was actually overwhelmed with the amount of questions that came in. A lot of the questions as well were more so comments just saying, hey, super excited that you're having this girl on. So amazing. Can't wait to listen. But we also had a lot of great questions as well. And thank you to everyone that wrote in. A lot of the questions revolved around the fact that, you know, they, they're interested in knowing how Carolyn got her job. What internships did she do? Where did she go to college? All that kind of stuff. So we do get into all of it. I'm super excited to say Carolyn did a great job of storytelling her entire journey from high school actually into college and then beyond college, of course, into now where she's actually working full time for 17. Carolyn's story is incredible. She started again, really pushing for this journalism career in high school, where unlike a lot of high school kids, she actually took initiative and said, hey, I want to be a journalist. And with that being said, she looked around for classes to take around journalism. Her high school didn't offer any of those. So she actually went out herself and found some classes online, signed up, did the classes. And beyond that, she actually found journalism jobs in high school, which is crazy. I think a lot of us in high school maybe worked, but it wasn't really in the field or the sector or industry that we really wanted to end up in post-graduation from college. But Carolyn defied all of that. And she actually went ahead and, you know, built her career from high school, which is incredible. So she'll go into that story and tell us more um, about the details of it. And it's a great story. It really shows the initiative that she took. And you can tell just how much she really loved journalism and how much of a passion it was for her from a young age. So that being said, the other part of this interview that I'm super excited about is the fact that she actually works for Seventeen Magazine. It's a magazine that I don't know about you, but I have a close attachment with. Me and my friends used to read Seventeen Magazine in middle school and even elementary school, I think, as well. 
although I'm not sure why your elementary school had Seventeen magazine in its library, but it did. It was one of our favorite magazines to read, and it really does kind of hold a close place in my heart because of it, because I have some good memories just, you know, flipping through the pages with my friends and, you know, reading the quizzes and just reading about the celebs and celeb fashion. We were so into it. So it was always a good time for us. And one of those things that we used to pick up, you know, from time to time, just as a group and just go through. Uh, so with that being said, today's um, today's podcast is going to be a good one. So super excited that all of you are tuned in. If you enjoy the episode, remember to follow us on Instagram at Working Gals Guide. And Carolyn will go ahead and plug all of her Instagram and all of that towards the end of the podcast as well. If you enjoy the episode as well, make sure to leave some feedback. Give us a review on iTunes. We do appreciate it. Um, but without further ado, let's hop into the episode. And thanks again for tuning in. Hey gals. Hey Carolyn. How's it going? Thanks so much for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, of course. I'm so pumped that you're here and I'm sure everyone that heard the intro is absolutely just dying to hear the conversation after they heard where you work and what you do. So yeah, I'm also excited to hear about it as well. So let's start about you. Why don't you let us know a little bit about yourself, do an intro, let us know where you're from and a little bit about what you do right now as well. Of course. So my name's Carolyn. I am from Connecticut originally, a very small town. And I went to school in Chicago. I went to Northwestern University. I studied journalism there. They have um, a great journalism school. And then after school, I moved back to the East Coast. I moved to the city. I got the job at 17 pretty much right away. And yeah, I've been an assistant editor there for a year and a half. Um, pretty much since I graduated, I was a fellow for six months and then I got the job, the full-time job. And yeah, I write about celebrities, beauty, some fashion, a lot of health. Um, I do some feature pieces on different issues that pertain to teens and it's a really fantastic job. I love it. I love getting to talk to teens and writing for them. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of like my little spiel. (laughs) That sounds amazing. No, that's so cool. I feel like you've just had an amazing progression in your career, which is awesome. And working for Seventeen, of course, I think it's a dream job for so many people, I want to say. So before we actually are doing this interview right now, I was telling some of my friends that I was interviewing, you know, this girl from Seventeen, and they're all like, oh my gosh, like that is amazing. Like, you know, like they love Seventeen and I think we all grew up reading it. So yeah, it's amazing. In terms of, you know, the internships that you've had, I know you touched on a few of those, but can you walk us through some of the internships you had and how you actually got those? Because that's quite interesting. Yeah, totally. So just to start off, I have to say, like, I've I've worked really hard and I I studied journalism, but I I always say that 90% of anything is luck. And I was so lucky to get the internship at 17 and then also just to graduate at a time when they had if they were looking for a fellow and then to end my fellowship at the time where they had an open position so like I just think that that plays such an important role and it's just something that people ought forget about sometimes but but yeah okay so going into my internships um going into my junior year I interned at 17 and I got that I just you know, was looking at job boards like anyone else. And I applied and I got an interview. And that one was really just like random, like luck. Like I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I just applied normally and I got it. And I was really fortunate to get that. So I worked at 17 for the summer. 
Um, it was such a great experience. You know, 17, as you might expect, it's mostly all women. It's yeah. a pretty young team. So that's a lot of fun when you're 19, like living in the city, working at 17 Magazine. Like it's, oh, yeah, it was sure. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. as I said, um, I worked on a lot of photo shoots. And actually one time I was in a photo shoot, which was really cool. They needed like a model last second. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, Amazing. I, but then I also got to write a lot, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was my internship at 17. And then going into my senior year of college, I interned at Art News, which is an art magazine. Um, it's the biggest art magazine in the country. I'm also really interested in art. So that was really amazing. Um, I was in the city as well for that, working in Soho. So that was really cool in like a whole different way. And I was able to cover a lot of um, gallery openings and artists and interview some really incredible people. So a very, very different vibe, obviously, but just as amazing and learned just as much. Um, And then Northwestern, the journals. The journalism school has a program called journalism residency where every journalism student has to do a residency at a publication. Oh, cool. So I was lucky enough to do mine at The Cut at New York Magazine. So I was there for three months, I believe in 2018 from January to March, right before I graduated. Um, and that was so awesome. The Cut is an amazing publication. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, like, uh, mostly women and just really really incredible work is being done there so I absolutely loved being a part of that I covered art a lot for them as well I did a little fashion coverage I went to my first fashion week which was so cool amazing so yeah so that and that I got through um, my journalism school so they had connections and they placed me there which was so amazing that's awesome yeah. those were my three internships and they were they were all very different, but they were, I learned so much from each one. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I mean, it's so cool that you got three different distinct, I would say, experiences because, you know, I feel like some people during college, you kind of go after the same internship over and over again. Um, Like for myself, I actually was very lucky and I had two very different ones during college and university. So for me, I felt lucky because I got a taste of two different things. But I've also had friends, for example, who interned at the same types of companies over and over again. So you don't always get that, you know, differentiation. And sometimes it's not always up to of course um it's like you said a lot of it can be up to luck and what's open and you know what you can apply for but it's incredible that you got those three opportunities it's amazing yeah definitely i i wanted i've known that i wanted to be a journalist since i was like 14 or 15 but then it was like okay what does that mean like there are so many different types of journalism and writing so to be able to really like check out three different ones was very helpful for me when I, you know, was graduating was like, okay, so I did that. Now, which one do I want to really focus on? Do I want to do for the full time? Yeah, for sure. And when you're 14, did your 14 year old self have a specific, you know, magazine that you wanted to work for a certain type of journalism that you wanted to do? Or was it more so I just want to be a journalist. I don't care what I'm doing. I just want to say that I'm a journalist. Yeah, I think it's so hard to remember. I think I loved fashion. So I always, like, I loved reading in style and Vogue, um, of course, Seventeen and Teen Vogue. So I definitely thought that was so cool. Um, but then I also, like, had this idea of being a foreign correspondent and traveling the world um, and going to, like, war-torn areas, which my parents didn't love. Of course. Um, I kind of landed a little bit more towards the fashion, obviously, more, like, lifestyle. But 
um, you know, I think it was more just like, I know I want to write. I've loved writing since I was younger. Um, and for me, it just made sense that if I want to write for my profession, I'm, I should be a journalist. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I got there. Yeah, that makes sense. And when you're like, say in grade 12 or grade 11, was there any other like ideas floating around in your head? Were you thinking, hey, like, you know, journalism's cool, but maybe I should also pursue X, Y, Z just in case? Or did you just know I want to be a journalist and that's all I'm going to do? I think I was really like steadfast for journalism. And I really didn't question that until I was at school, until I was at Northwestern and I was in a really specialized program. And I was thinking like, okay, maybe I should just go into like the um, arts and sciences school. Maybe I should be like a psychology major or a sociology major because this is so specific. And I don't know if it's what I really want to do. Like I decided this when I was 14, like I'm 20 now, like what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. But then I realized like writing is such an important skill and whether I want to be a journalist or I don't, that's a skill I need to have. So if I graduate with this degree in journalism and I decide I don't want to go into journalism, fine. But if I decide I do, it will definitely help. So, um, and then I think I questioned it for like a week Mm -hmm. and then that's it. Like from 14 to now I'm 23. Like Mm -hmm. I've been very much like, yes, this is it. I'm going to be a journalist. Yeah. It must be so cool to just know exactly what you want to do. And you can tell, you know, when you write and things like that, again, I've read what you've written. So I can tell like you're so talented and obviously you've worked hard as well to kind of hone that skill, but it really does shine through. So I do want to say kudos to you because it is incredible. (laughs) Thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah, of course. Um, But in terms of your program at school, um, you know, maybe there's some people listening today that maybe want to do pursue journalism, but they maybe haven't entered college yet or just about to enter college, um, you know, in different parts of their their academic journey, I would say. For them, do you have any tips and tricks, maybe just advice in general for pursuing a journalism program? What are maybe some of the challenges you experienced and how did you get through those? Definitely. So, so like I said, when I was like 14, 15, I decided I wanted to be a journalist and I'm from a really small town and my high school um, doesn't have a lot of funding and they actually didn't have a high school newspaper. So for me, I was like, oh my God, I want to do this. Like, how am I supposed to show colleges, my writing skills, if I have no outlet? Um, So I went to our town newspaper and I met with the editor in chief and I said, I would love to intern for you. And she agreed. So I started interning for the town newspaper when I was 15. Um, I covered a lot of the high school happenings, like sporting events and different clubs and plays and things like that. And she loved it because, like I said, a really small town, really small staff at the newspaper. So to like have someone doing that was great for the the editor-in-chief at the time. Um, I That internship ended up continuing on. Like I know other people who ended up taking the role after me. Amazing. And Yeah. And then I also went to my high school and I said, I want to take a journalism course. You don't offer anything. Will you pay for an online course if I take it? And they actually agreed to do that. So I did an online course um, as one of my classes in high school. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Like you knew exactly what you wanted and you went after it. I feel like a lot of people would not even consider asking, you know, their school about that. And I can imagine it seems like your parents were also quite supportive supportive of you going into journalism and probably helped you a lot with that. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. My parents have always been like my biggest fans have been so supportive, 
have driven me everywhere. And I know my mom always jokes, I had to cover like a Halloween parade one year. And I used to be really, really shy. And I made her like come around with me to interview people. And she was like, it was freezing. Like, I didn't want to be there. <laughs> so yeah, they have always been really great. Um, but yeah, even though I was like 15, I still really think back to that situation a lot and say like, that was something where I wanted something and it wasn't right in front of me. Like I really had to ask and work for it and push. And that's just something that I've learned in life. Like nothing's ever going to get handed to you. You need to work for it. You need to push. You need to ask. Um, if I want a story, I'm, I shouldn't just sit back and expect my editor to assign it to me. I should email her and say, listen, I want this story. This is why I think I should write it. Um, so yeah, so that was a really great learning experience for me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, very inspiring. I mean, I think anyone listening can be inspired and it doesn't just go for journalism. It goes for really any other career that you want or even any other facet of life as well. You know, even sports, I would say really anything that you're going after, like that's very, very inspiring. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so that was great for me because I was able to get pieces. I was able to have my name on things that I could then send to different schools and say like, this is XYZ. This is what I've written. Um, this is why I want to be a journalist. So yeah, I applied to mostly writing programs. Um, Syracuse also has a great journalism school. I applied to their writing program. Um, ultimately, I chose Northwestern because my mom actually went there and my brother was there. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, a special place in our family, which is really nice. Um, one who is interested in a journalism program, like I said before, you don't need to know you want to be a journalist. Um, it's just great to be a good writer. Like that helps whether you go into marketing, whether you go into oh, tech, yeah. whether you go into even finance or the sciences, like yeah, it's just to be able to articulate and to communicate well is such an important skill to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say if you can't write for a newspaper, if you don't have a class at school, start a blog. Like we're so lucky that we have the internet and it's so easy to get your voice out there these days. You really don't have an excuse not to. So if that's like all you can do, that's still incredible. And you can, you can show so much of your writing and so much of yourself through a blog. I know I see people's resumes and they have blogs that are awesome. Yes. So um, I would just say, if you want to go into journalism, if you think you might want to just like the number one thing is just write however you can't just write. That's amazing. That's great advice, by the way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, in terms of your job now, though, you're an assistant, ed assistant editor, which is amazing. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, can you just let us know what an assistant editor is and kind of what your day to day is as well? Yeah, totally. So every um, publication is going to be different, even under Hearst, whether it's Cosmo or it's Seventeen or it's L. like an assistant editor might be different at each of those names. Um, so personally for me, an assistant editor is just, I'm an editor, I'm a staff writer. Um, I just have only been there for a year and a year and a half. So I'm an assistant editor. Hopefully one day I'll be an editor or then like a senior editor. So that's just how it works at 17 specifically. But I more or less, I'm a staff writer. Um, and then my day to day is pretty much, I wake up, I send in pitches. So I look around the internet I see what people are talking about. Um, I look at Instagram. I look at places like E and People. And I, it's called aggregation. So that's just taking news that have, has already been reported and putting it in our own stories. So if you see something like E, e sources say that Kylie and Travis have broken up. 
that's, yeah. I would write that story and I would source E in that okay. story. I would say, according to E! News, Kylie and Travis have broken up. Okay. So that's what I'm doing in the morning is I'm looking and I'm pitching those. I'm also, I cover some shows. So I cover Riverdale. Um, so if there was an episode or if I got a screener for an episode, if I, if I saw it beforehand, um, saying to my editor, like, I just watched this week's Riverdale, like we should write this, this, this. Um, and then also pitching other stories that I've written, that I want to write, like, um, a story about virtual proms right now in the age of coronavirus and things like that. So that's, those are usually what my pitches look like. And Mm then, um, I get to work. So obviously now my day to day looks a little bit different, but not too different. It's mostly just like the timing. So usually I do my pitches before I get to the office and then I go to the office. Now I do my pitches in my kitchen and then I move to my living room. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, and then I start writing. So I do the news first. So any celebrity news, any, anything that's timely. Um, so if it's something for a show that just came out or is coming out the next day, I want to do that obviously soon. And then once I've done all the news for the day, I usually finish that in like the mid-afternoon. I'll start working on the more evergreen pieces. So evergreen is just like a story you could read now, a story you could read five months from now, and it would still be relevant. So that's stuff like health pieces, um, like sex health, beauty, fashion, and then and then things like um, I write a lot of service stories, which are... 10 things you should know about getting your period for the first time and and things like that. And then also stories about teen issues. So bullying, eating disorders, Mm -hmm. um, dealing with the death of a parent, things like that. So those are the stories that I work on more in the afternoon. Um, And I love doing those as well because I I research those. I talk to doctors. I talk to teens a lot, which is really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, and then Sundays, like the news is just going off and I'm writing news all day, which is great too. I, the reason why I love my job is because like, I'm such a news, a celebrity junkie and like a pop culture junkie. Mm -hmm. So I love writing all the stuff about the Kardashians and Instagram people and just all celebrities. But then I also, you know, I want to write those important stories. So I do feel like I get a really good balance of almost doing like the celebrity stuff in the morning and then the afternoon working on stories that mean a little bit more. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I do have to ask, though, because it seems like you're writing about so many different topics from celebs to entertainment, you know, fashion, beauty, politics, health, like everything really under the sun, it seems like. Isn't it hard to kind of keep, I guess, like a foot in the door with everything in terms of keeping up with like the news and all of that? Or do you find it, you know, easy to juggle once you get used to it? I think it's definitely something you get used to. Um, So for the 17 team, we're very, very small and we have a style editor. So she covers mostly fashion and beauty and entertainment editor. And then there's me and I kind of do a little bit of those two, but then everything in between. Um, so just be- it's because like I'm a general editor that I do cover such a large range of topics. But like I said, I love it because I don't get bored of one thing. I also think at a place like 17, we have a really specific audience. You know, we don't cover specific celebrities because they are older like we will never cover Jennifer Aniston or Brad Pitt um but if someone on TikTok or yes. if someone on Riverdale does something like yes we're covering it so i yeah. think because of that like we are pretty niche in our coverage um the range yes it is a big range from health to celebrities but also again like in health we're covering like a lot of first periods um, losing your virginity, dealing with STDs, things like that, that you would expect with teen, when it comes to teen health topics. 
um so that helps definitely like lessen the, yeah. the amount that we're covering yeah that definitely makes sense and i do have to admit i did read the recent articles that you posted about charlie um and her sister oh, <laughs> ever since the quarantine it's yeah. like all I've been writing about is TikTok yeah. news. I've gone to talk to a few of them. It's been really fun. I've honestly really been enjoying That's so cool. Yeah, I talked to um, Daisy Keach, if you know her. She yeah. was in the Hype House. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been fun. That's so cool. So like when you actually reach out to them, like are you just reaching out and saying, hey, um, you know, like I'd love to do a piece like on you and like your situation right now. And then I guess for the most part, are you traveling out to see these people? Um, or is it more so like an over the phone interview? And asking this question, by the way, with quarantine aside and coronavirus aside, um, okay. more so like before coronavirus, I would say. Yeah, so I guess just using the um, recent like TikTokers as an example. So someone like Daisy Keach, her, the manager of, she's in a new, I don't want to get like too inside yeah. into all this TikTok mm -hmm. drama, but yeah. she's in a new content house. And the manager of that content house um, posted one of my stories on his Instagram. So I just DM'd him and I was like, hi, hey, thanks for posting my story. Like would love to work with you guys. And that's how I built that relationship. So that was literally just like sliding into this guy's DMs. Yes. Um, yeah. To, I got in touch with the Demelios, Charlie and Dixie, who, which I'm still setting up doing something with. And that was just like their PR people reached out to me because they knew that I write about them a lot. So just to like update me on breaking news. And mm -hmm. then I was like, hey, like let's do something together. So that's again, just like luck um, and just using the sources that you have and getting in where, where you can. Mm -hmm. I So for something like Daisy Keach, she's out in LA. I would always do a phoner with her. Um, if someone's in the city, it's definitely ideal to meet up. Um, a lot of times brands will hold events where they will have celebrities there. So I will go to the event and I will um, interview before the coronavirus um, bath. I think it was Bath and Body Works. It was some like body products brand yeah. had an event with Vanessa Morgan from Riverdale. I was supposed to go there and interview her. Unfortunately, it got canceled, but that's just like a perfect example of meeting someone and talking to them in person. But that being said, a lot of celebrities are in LA or they're filming in various locations. So it's definitely a lot of phone interviews. That is amazing. Who's the coolest celeb you've met through your job? Um, the coolest celebrity I've, I would say the coolest celebrity I've met through my job is probably Cole Sprouse. And that's Ooh, just me oh being like loving Sweet Life, like growing mm -hmm. up on Sweet Life with Zach and Cody yeah. and also like watching him literally every week on Riverdale. And yeah. he was so cool and very, very nice. Like we had like a very normal conversation. I didn't interview him, but I did just chat with him. Um, the coolest celebrity I've interviewed, that's hard. I... I love drag queens. I like, I'm a big RuPaul's Drag Race fan and I got to interview Trixie Mattel, who is the winner of um, an all-star season. So that was amazing. Mm -hmm. So she was really cool. I interviewed uh, Madeline Pesh from Riverdale, which was really cool. great as well. Um, yeah, I've interviewed a lot of really cool people, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate. That's honestly incredible. I wish I was meeting Cole Sprouse. I absolutely love him. So that must have been the coolest experience. I'm sure you're an absolute professional when you're meeting celebs, of course, but is it even a little difficult not to fangirl sometimes when you're meeting someone, for example, like a Cole Sprouse? Because I think that we've all grown up watching him and just known him for so long on our TV screens. So what's that experience like? 
Yeah, it's definitely a little difficult. I definitely had my moment where I, I took like a sneaky photo of him, but then I, I just had to be professional. A lot of times we're not allowed to ask for photos. Sometimes they're like more lenient with that, so we do. But um, but yeah, I think you just really just need to be like, listen, like we're in a professional setting, like this yeah. woman or man does not need me freaking out over them. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think it's almost, it could be good if you're a fan because when I interviewed someone like um, Ashley Murray, who's also on Riverdale, or she's now on Katie Keene, like, I watch, I watch every episode of the show some multiple times because I cover it, so for me to be able to, like, pick out specific scenes and be like, by the way, like, you were incredible in this scene, or, like, I loved when you performed this mm-hmm. song, they appreciate that. They appreciate yeah. that, like, you actually did your research and you know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, so, so I think it's almost like using that fangirl to your benefit. Yeah, totally. And I think no matter who you are, it feels good to be complimented, whether you are in a massive star like Cole Sprouse or, you know, just everyday people like us. Like, it feels good to know that someone cares and not only did their research, of course, but also really appreciates the work that you're putting out. All right. So I do want to shift gears a tiny bit and go back to some of the skills you need to be an assistant editor. Um, So, of course, as an assistant editor, you have to be an incredible writer a strong researcher, but with everything being so digital today, do you also have to be a strong technical person? Do you have to know things like SEO, for example, or is it good enough to just be a strong writer? Yeah, I would say 100%. It definitely helps to really know about um, SEO and, and analytics and things like that for just in case your audience doesn't know. SEO is search engine optimization. So, um, if someone's Googling something a lot, that's something that for, for SEO purposes will want to cover. So if some, if the term, um, how do I lose my virginity is really popular on Google, we'll write up something about that because when someone searches that, our article will pop up. Hopefully that's the goal. Right. That makes sense. So, yeah. So we have a specific SEO editor. She works with multiple brands, um, 17 obviously being one of them. And she will say like, hey, I think we should write this because this is getting searched a lot. Mm-hmm. But it also helps for me to go to my editor-in-chief and say, hey, I've been looking at like Google Analytics and it looks like a lot of people right now are searching for like TikTok trends. Maybe we should write up a story about TikTok trends. Um, and then usually she'll be like, okay, like ask the SEO editor what she thinks um, just to check. But definitely to have that agency and to show like, I yes, we have this editor but I'm also able to like use these tools mm-hmm. myself and to pull stories myself is definitely helpful. So yeah, I think, makes sense. yeah. And you're going to find that in any publication, um, a lot of times like to write those stories that you really care about, like maybe a story on the Gen Z influence on the election, which might not get as many views, but obviously it's an important story. You need to write the stories that are going to get views and are going to make the publication money um so it's kind of a balance and I think you get that in many different ways at a lot of different jobs it's amazing you've been able to recognize that and obviously use it to your benefit as well and it's probably made you such an asset to 17 and probably one of the reasons they've asked you to come back and work full-time of course after your internship so I agree with that and like you mentioned it's important in a lot of different jobs not just the publication business for sure Like taking a look at myself, for example, I work at a software company. I am not someone who's coding. I'm not 
you know, writing lines of code. I'm not developing the product. That's not what I do. But it's definitely been an asset for me to be able to understand the lingo and just have a meaningful conversation with our developers, for example, or product team using the different language and verbiage that they understand and they use day to day. And for myself as well, in this role, I didn't need to come in with any of that knowledge particularly, but it's definitely helped me, I would say, in an immense, immense way. So I'm so glad that I've been able to pick it up. And I think that's a great tidbit that you just gave anyone that's listening that may want to go into um, the magazine business. So now they know, you know, you don't just need to be a strong writer and a strong researcher, but also having some of those digital skills may set you apart as well. So on the topic of advice, um, I do want to ask, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given in your life? Yeah. Um, does it have to be like journalism based? No, it can be any advice ever. Okay. So I'm going to say, um, it's a quote from Maya Angelou and my mom always told me it when I was growing up and it's, I'm paraphrasing cause I don't know the exact quote, but it's, it says people aren't going to remember what you say or what you do, they'll remember how you make them feel. And I think that's so important um, because you might meet someone and they're just so kind to you and they're really helpful and caring. And you'll always remember that. Um, You might not remember exactly what they said to make you feel that way, but you'll remember that they made you feel that way. And I think that's important in all aspects of life, whether it's with um, romantic relationships, making friends, especially um, at your job. like I said, journalism is all about networking. And yes, like you need to be um, a good writer. You need to be a hard worker, but you also just like, you need to make connections. It's just as important. And if you're making people feel good, um, that's going to definitely help. So, so yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful quote. I think I'll actually find it and I'll put it in the show notes. So if anyone is looking for it, I'll put it there as well. (laughs) Yeah. I feel bad because I do say it all the time, but I'm always like, I should look up like the exact words, but it's, it's a really great quote. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's um, very meaningful. Yeah. Just, just make people, make people feel good. Just be a good person and yeah, you'll have a, it'll help. It's infectious. It's it's very, you know, people can tell when you're a good person, they can tell like when you have that amazing personality. So it definitely rubs off on people. And it is the one thing they remember. They always are like very, very drawn to those people that are very positive and kind and nurturing and caring as well. So I definitely agree with that. Totally. And I know like I, I talk to young women all the time who are interested in getting into the industry. I will always talk to people. Um, but I talk to so many that sometimes it's hard to remember like who's who or who's the one that like I really loved. So it it helps when, you know, someone is just like extra kind or is just, you know, like we even said before, like goes out of their way to, look up my writing beforehand and say like, oh, by the way, I loved that piece you wrote. You just remember those things. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, All right. So Carolyn, thank you so much for coming today. It's been amazing. And I think you've provided some really great insight into your role in working at 17, but also in general for anyone listening who maybe does want to pursue journalism in some way or another. So definitely thank you so much. But before you go, let us know where you can find you on Instagram and anywhere else as well. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. This was really great. Um, You can check out my stories at 17.com. My name is Carolyn Torsky. And also you can follow me on Instagram if you want. It's mostly photos of my dog and food. Um, And that's just Carolyn Torsky. And then also on Twitter, I'm Carolyn underscore Torsky. So yeah. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much for coming. It's been so wonderful to chat today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course.
Thanks for tuning in today. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Um, It was a great one, I know. Um, So make sure everyone goes ahead and follows Carolyn on Instagram and keeps up with all of her, you know, her articles on 17. I've linked it in our podcast notes. So go ahead and take a look there. The other thing, of course, make sure you do follow us on Instagram at Working Gals Guide. And in addition to that, we now have a Facebook group called Working Gals Guide as well. So if you are interested in joining the conversation, go ahead and search us up and request to join. All right, then until next time. As things change, other things stay the same like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.